Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. Today with me is Amanda Love. She's going to be in the hot seat for the next 30 minutes. And you already know me, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host behind GEMS Podcast. So let me tell you a little bit about Amanda. Amanda Elise Love is a registered holistic nutritionist who teaches women how to cook simple but delicious allergy-friendly healthy meals and to integrate a holistic approach through mind, body, and spirit. Amanda also has a long history of illness, which culminated with the diagnosis of fibromyalgia at the age of 20 in 2010, which caused debilitating pain and other aspects of her life. Because of this, she made it her life's mission to teach others how to cook allergy-friendly food and lead a holistic life. She holds a diploma as a registered holistic nutritionist and certifications in gut health, culinary nutrition, and more. Amanda is the host of the podcast, Physical Emotional Health Secrets, which has reached over 130 episodes. She has also been featured been a featured guest on over 70 podcasts and TV shows such as Biz TV. She is also a speaker at many summits and panels across the country. Finally, Amanda is the co-author of the book, Trauma to Triumph. So without further ado, please welcome Amanda Elise Love. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, Amanda. And before we dive into our segment, which we're going to learn about cooking with food and your holistic approach, I definitely want to give my audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way. And I do that by giving you two options. We can do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? I'll do the rapid fire. Okie dokie, we're playing rapid fire with Amanda and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one, what is your favorite city? Uh, Austin, where I live. Question two, if you could hop in a time machine and give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, you've got, you can get through anything and you should be proud of what you've gone through. Question three, what are three key words for anyone dealing with fibromyalgia? Don't give up. Question four, favorite color? Red. Question five. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? My grandmother. Question six, dream car, dream home, or if you're like me, both? Um, I would say dream home. Question seven, if you could be a fly on the wall and listen to any conversation, 
past or present, what conversation are you listening to? Um, that's it. I would just, mm, I don't think anybody. anybody. I okay. I just don't, I, I don't care to over listen to anybody. Question eight. As you know, June has many awarenesses, but it's also men's health awareness. And since you are in the holistic vein of things, what advice would you give to a man so he could really tap into holistic nutrition? I would give him the advice of if he's dealing with whatever health issue he's dealing with, get some help from someone who has gone through that issue. So, Go ahead, get some help from someone who's gone through well, that. Like if he's doing going through diabetes, then maybe someone who's gone through that. I think that's the big thing. And look up people's credentials too. Question nine, name something crazy that you have done in your life that makes you interesting. <laughs> uh, crazy. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm crazy. That's the thing. Um, um, I would hmm. I'll add this on. Something oh, I guess. Okay. I guess it's crazy. Well, I don't know if this is crazy to some, some people would probably think this is crazy. It's more of like, I, this, so this was last year back in um, June. Um, I was like, okay, I don't know where I exactly want to live. And I had thought of like back in December of the previous year, I was like, okay, I want to leave Arizona. So within like months, I was like, I don't know where. And so I just looked at the top places to live in the US and I was like, okay. My aunt was like, Austin is number one. I'm like, I don't know anything about Austin. No family, no friends here. And for me, my faith is a big thing. So I had a family friend who was like, yeah, you God really wants you in Austin, Texas. So I moved here within like three to four weeks. Super cool. And it's interesting how sometimes our faith leads us to new opportunities because of that gut instinct or that uh, spiritual discernment. And question number 10, it is the pass or play question, Amanda. And here are the rules. If you pass, our rules are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? Play. Okie dokie. So since you've been in Austin, I'm sure you heard the slogan, keep Austin weird. What is your favorite hangout spot in Austin? My favorite hangout spot? I feel like, so I love outdoors. So I would say Lady Bird Lake was downtown is one of my favorites. But I love all the different hiking, like the, but they don't, it's not really hiking to me coming from Northern Arizona, but just the outdoors. 
Super cool. Lady Bird Lake is really cool for those of you listening in that have never been there. And they also have these e-bikes where you can ride around and these e-scooters. So you can kind of rent them like you just download like the Uber app or or there's an, or the Lyft app and you just pick up a bike or a scooter and go. And then there's also like a boat that goes down Lady Bird Lake where you could kind of just cruise on. So I think it's pretty cool. We went um, kayaking there my husband and I, and he's like, I'm never kayaking with you again, because he did all the work. <laughs> well, isn't that what the guy's for? Yes. Besides <laughs> the fact that they're stronger just in their, like, their upper body. I would do it again, because it was a good workout, but I just, like, it was hard, because you do it in the opposite direction, like, if you want to go left, I think you paddle to the right, and vice versa, so, like, now that I got the hang of it, I, I would definitely do it again. I think my sister and I did it, and we were in, like, Alaska, and this was, like, I don't know, we were teenagers together, and it, we were, like, the whole group was, like, way ahead of us, and, like, the other structure was with us because we weren't very good at it and very strong but yeah so you so you get it <laughs> I get I get it and stuff even if you work out it's still harder than people think mm-hmm. and with the scooter thing I haven't done the I haven't done the boat thing or the scooter thing but I was at something last week like a comedy show and in the bathroom this girl comes in and like she, I guess she had like did something with the scooter, so her like chin was scraped, up. and she had a band aid and stuff. Oh wow! I don't know what she did though. I can't remember. Well, thank you for playing rapid fire, Amanda. And next time I'm in the Austin area, we'll definitely have to have like coffee or a meal or something because we have amazing food here. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm like, oh, there's so many good restaurants. You could just spend like years to trying out restaurants. Mm-hmm. And there's like, it's like a melting pot because there's something for everybody there to eat. But then um, segue into your topic, cooking with food. Sometimes when you're going to restaurants, you don't really know how food is prepared. So if you're health conscious, you have to be mindful of that. But there are some really cool like vegan food trucks out in the Austin area and just really help conscientious restaurants. And sometimes like on the outside, I'm going to be honest, there are some places that I eat at where if my dad was still alive, he would say that place is rinketing or it looks like a hole in the wall, but the food slaps y'all. And when I say slap, the food is like really really good but like looking from the outside you're like "Mm, that place looks a little sketchy I don't know if I want to go in there but then when you sit down you're like oh my gosh this food is so good so now Amanda with you being in the health and nutrition space and we're talking about cooking with food for this part of the segment Um, outside of you being diagnosed with fibromyalgia, what else led you to really focus on the holistic nutrition route? Um, I always grew up, like I was always into nutrition growing up, like preteens and stuff like that. So I, what really forced me was like, I did a personal training program out of high school. And then I was like, okay, I want to do, I want to do more. And then, so I went into nutrition but after I found out I had fibromyalgia and all of that, but like, for me, it was just, 
okay, food plays such a big part in getting you better. Um, I found out I had a gluten sensitivity, 21 years old. It was the highest in the wellness chiropractors practice at the time. I had a soy sensitivity, egg sensitivity, dairy sensitivity. So that was why I was like, why aren't we teaching people how to get better with their health? And it's such a big thing with the food sensitivities, but also with our trauma, our mindset and all of that. Amazing. Yeah, because I've heard the sentiment that your your body is your temple, which is which is so valid and your body can actually heal itself. But it's like, what are you putting in your body so your body could go through that rest uh restoration process and just really heal from the from the inside out? And for those who are listening, they may not know what fibromyalgia is. So in your terms, please explain what fibromyalgia is so we can make sure we're connecting the dots. That is the question I get a lot of times and they're still, they don't know. So a lot of times they say it's a rheumatology. Um, you go to the rheumatologist, so it's arthritis issue. Sometimes they say there's been things coming out recently where they say it's a autoimmune condition. I feel like it's autoimmune condition um, because a lot of people struggle with their immune issues and stuff like that. Um, I, and this is what I tell people, it's a lot of like, you're dealing with pain so badly, you're, you can't get out of bed, you can't take a shower, and it's just excruciating, it's constant, um, you deal with sleep issues, where you don't get a deep restful sleep, and you feel like a truck has hit you, and you also deal with like, IBS, and like, Brain fog is a huge thing that people with fibromyalgia deal with. So it's multiple symptoms. And a lot of times they might diagnose you with fibromyalgia, even though, like, if they can't figure out what you have. So it's hard with fibromyalgia. But I'm always telling people, okay, what is the, what are your symptoms? Let's not focus on the diagnosis. Let's focus on your symptoms. Mm. Yes, exactly. And then I'm also going to read the CDC's description um, just to put more context up around it. So they describe fibromyalgia as a condition that causes pain all over the body, also referred to a, a widespread pain. So like you said, those sleep problems, fatigue, and often emotional and mental distress. People with fibromyalgia may be more sensitive to pain than people without fibromyalgia. This is called abnormal pain perception processing. And fibromyalgia actually affects about 4 million U.S. adults and 2% of the adult population. The cause of fibro fibromyalgia is not known, but it can affect but it can be effectively treated and managed. And just for those who may be listening, these are some signs and symptoms to be mindful of, but don't just go self-diagnose yourself. Talk to your physician and just really get a clear understanding because as Amanda pointed out, it can show up as you know something else and they may not necessarily pinpoint it as fibromyalgia. So it's always good to do your due diligence. And these um, common symptoms are pain and stiffness all over the body, fatigue and tiredness, depression and anxiety, trouble falling asleep, 
problems with thinking, memory, and concentration. And sometimes if people have problems in that area, they may think it's ADHD, but it's not. Um, headaches, including migraines. And then you may have the tingling and numbness in your hands and feet, um, pain in your face and jaw, including disorders of the jaw known as um, TMJ, which is temporal um, mandibular, mandibular yep. joint um, syndrome or digestive problems that Amanda mentioned, IBS. And for those of you that don't know, IBS is irritable bowel syndrome. And I know some people who have been diagnosed with lupus, which is an autoimmune disorder. Sometimes they're misdiagnosed as fibromyalgia when it's actually lupus. So I tell people, do your research and make sure you find a physician that listens to you. And it's a partnership where you're telling them information and they're actively hearing you out and giving you information, just like you're actively hearing them out and you build your treatment plan together because at the end of the day, they're not in your body and they can't feel for you. All they could do is based on their medical knowledge, assess the situation. So now we're gonna jump back into cooking. So Amanda, you mentioned that you had gluten sensitivity, you had allergies with soy, eggs and etc. So obviously there was a way that you needed to get in certain nutrition, but you do you also did it via supplementation. So what did that journey look like for you? Yeah, the journey was so when I found out I had these food sensitivities, it was because my grandmother was like found a newspaper clipping. It said wellness taught by wellness chiropractor. And he said, well if your granddaughter has been sick with fibromyalgia, like been diagnosed with fibromyalgia at 20. She's been very sick a long time. And so that was the turning point. And he tested me and he was like, you have all these food sensitivities. Okay, now it's time to do an elimination diet. And so that's what I did. And this was back in 2011. So this is July. So we're coming up on 10 years this year. Um, and I was only 21 years old at the time. So I'm 32 now, but um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, that's what really started my journey. And that's good that your grandma found this news clipping and she gave it to you. And then you went to get tested to do a um, elimination process. And just out of curiosity, did you do the allergy testing where they have the panel of needles and they prick you to see what, um, how the bumps are raised or what was the process like? Um, so I had done that testing before and nothing really, sh nothing showed up. So they did a udder testing and I wish I knew what it was because it's more like comprehensive and stuff like that. And it shows more. I don't remember. I know I did like blood testing, saliva testing, stool testing and stuff. I also got tested for like cortisol, my cortisol levels and stuff, which were off. But I don't know exactly what testing it was for the food sensitivity. I would have to go back and see. Um, but I think that was a big thing, finding out, okay, I have these food sensitivities. What am I going to do with this? Okay, so just understanding, okay, 
this is what I have. And now this is the next step. I need to address it and start eliminating this from my diet. And I like that it that you went through the elimination diet. And there's also some people who do have food sensitivities that actually do the blood type diet. So they eat according to their blood type. Some yeah. people says it works. Other people says it doesn't. And then there are some people who strictly diet. But from my vantage point looking in, I'd say, don't think of it as a diet. Think of it as a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Because when you think about it that way, you're going to actually want to stay consistent on it because you don't see it as like the roller coaster ride. Because what happens with these diets, they phase out and something new comes in. And then before you know it, you're like diet, diet, diet. And you're like on the hamster wheel of trying different things. But if you really listen to your body and pay attention to how your body reacts to certain things that you ingest, then that will help you like do you have stomach aches after you eat something do you break out in hives are you itchy are you scratching um is your hair getting dried is your skin dry there's so many different ways that our body speaks to us because as I mentioned earlier our body is our temple so we need to be mindful of what we're putting in and some people say what type of food am I eating and then I've heard what type of fuel am I adding I like that I think that's the important thing to think about. Like, what fuel are we putting into our body and stuff like that? Um, I think a lot of times people, I hate the whole thing like, oh, what diet should I be on? Should I do intermittent fasting? Should I do paleo? Should I do the Atkins diet, the South Beach diet? And it's like, okay. None of those diets have taken into account you're a human being. You have, uh, like, emotions. You have all of that. You have, some days you're going to sleep, you're going to need more sleep. Um, some days you're going to need less sleep. Um, it doesn't take into account, like, are you pregnant? Are you not pregnant, right? Are you what are your hormone levels? Like, like, I think that's the problem is we all think, oh, this diet's gonna make, yeah, it's gonna help me lose weight or it's gonna help me with my energy or I worked for my family member or I worked my, for my friend. Okay, but how long did they stay on that? They probably didn't stay on it for very long. And then- it's just a roller coaster of like going from diet to diet instead of realizing, okay, maybe I need to go to an expert and like have them decide like, oh, maybe I should just focus on my sleep. Maybe I don't need to fix my food right now. Maybe I just need to focus on my sleep, get my sleep back in order. Because if you're not sleeping right, then how it's really hard to like, eat healthy right because you're so exhausted you're so mentally drained and stuff like that so it might be your sleep that you work on first not your what you're eating or it might be your trauma issues before you work on the eating or it might be your relationships or it might be something else right yeah absolutely and then so 
always look what the root cause analysis that is causing you to eat the way that you're eating. And then you could reverse engineer how to course correct that. So I noticed whenever I was having stomach problems some years ago, it was just because I had a high stress job and I was constantly on the go. And when you're on the go, sometimes you're pulling into a fast food restaurant that may or may not be healthy. Like sometimes I don't always have a chance to go to Salada if I'm working a high day. Maybe I'm hitting up Whataburger or Chick-fil-A or whatever. But what I did was I didn't like the way that my body was feeling. And if my body is not feeling optimal, I'm not going to be optimal. So I I went to a GI, so that's a gastrointestinologist, to understand what was going on in my GI tract. Then um, my cousin is a registered dietitian, so I asked her, can she help me and my dad with the meal meal plan whenever he was alive because I was like okay if I could get people in my life to eat healthy and we could do it together collectively then iron sharpens iron and we're able to help each other and then the last step was going to be a nutritionist and then I also focused on you know my overall wellness and fitness routine so I hired a trainer sometimes it's not always you know cheap to have a trainer but I was like if I'm doing these steps it's because I want to be here for a long period of time. And this is something that I need to do for me, not anybody else, but for me. And that's the most important thing that I really want the audience to um, think about is that what good is having, you know, this amazing amount of wealth if you don't have the quality of health to truly enjoy it. And now, Amanda, I want to ask you, is there anything else that we did not talk about when it comes with cooking with food or your jam being holistic nutrition that you want to add before we jump into the CTA? I would, I would say that I think the biggest thing is like with the cooking aspect is don't overcomplicate it. I think that's the big thing. Yeah, if you're going from like a eating fast food all the time and you're eating it twice a day or whatever you're doing, maybe you just change one meal where you cook at home and do that for like a couple weeks and then in a couple weeks, because they say it takes 21 days to, to make a habit. And why are we in such a rush to change everything right at once, right? Like, I, there's something about like, oh, it's a new year. We're going to do everything. I'm going to do all my goals at once. Like, you don't, like, you have no time and you're not going to have 20 years or whatever a year or two or a couple years to get in a rhythm of being healthy, right? Instead, we think we need to do it all in like one week or one one month or two months or a couple months. Like maybe you focus on eating better for a while or maybe you focus on your relationships for a while. And if you have such a busy life, changing everything at once It's not the answer. Mm, Those are amazing tips. So one thing that I will add is moderation is key. 
And yeah. then also you could do meal prepping or batch cooking, which maybe on Saturday you plan out three meals and you, you're you already intentional on what you're going to eat or you could batch cook. And when I say batch cook, maybe cook um, some chicken breast and then take that chicken breast and make different meals so you already know what you're consuming and putting into your body. And then um, three, give yourself grace and mercy. And now, Amanda, tell the audience, how can they connect with you via your website and social media? And if you have one last call to action. Uh, yeah, I would love them to connect um, through my social media. So that's Amanda Lee's love. It's, and it's also my Facebook and Instagram. Mostly I'm on Facebook. Um, and the call to action is going out and like checking out, like joining my Facebook group, which is also a physical emotional health secrets. And the podcast is also the same name and stuff like that, because there's 130 episodes. And like you were just talking about, I talk about, I've had episodes where I talk about meal prepping and stuff like that. I've also talked about sleep issues. I've talked about like, I've had guests who have been on who've talked about hormones and the trauma issues and stuff like that. And so there's a multiple ish episodes where you could be like, oh, I don't need help with maybe the food or maybe you don't need my help, but maybe you need help with the trauma issues. So there's guests who can help you with that issue because that's not my specialty, but, but I mean, like there's, or maybe it's pelvic pain and stuff. That's a thing that's, um, I've never, I had never heard about it. Like it hadn't until I interviewed someone last year about it. So whatever that issue is in your health, get the answers you need. Amazing. And thank you so much, Amanda, for just coming into the community and talking about the work that you're doing to help others within the holistic nutrition space. And also just sharing your transparency of dealing with fibromyalgia and how cooking has truly helped you. So audience, all of Amanda's contact information will be in the show notes. Just scroll on down, read and tap in with her. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. And for those of you interested in seeing the video to this recording, you could go on over to our YouTube channel and just type at gems, that's G-E-M-S with Genesis Amaris Kemp, and you'll see this video as well as others. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for supporting the work that we're doing on the podcast by the subject matter experts that I bring into the community, as well as the solo episodes that I do. Because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www dot listen notes.com so thank you so much for the continuing continuing support that you do and for those of you interested in becoming a brand sponsor you can find more information by heading on over to the website which is genesis 
or sending me an email at genesisamariskemp at gmail.com. No, yeah, at gmail.com to learn more info. So until the next episode, next guest, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.